this healing feeling. This healing feeling set out on a journey of discovery to really try and unearth what healing pro practices might be available to people searching for healing solutions. My hope and my belief is that everyone, all bodies, are capable of healing, but sometimes there may be trapped, trapped, um, trapped pathways which might be preventing this process. In today's interview with Gavin Luck-Jones, we will be talking about kinesiology. And if you haven't heard of it, you won't be the only one. However, I am super excited to be sharing both his story and this interview and hoping that by the end of it, you will have learned something about a practice that really could be life-changing and life-altering to so many. I hope you enjoy. Good morning, and this morning I am speaking to Gavin Luck-Jones, who is a, now hopefully I'll say this right, a kinesiologist. Did I get that right? No, as a kinesiologist, but um, to be more precise, I'm a systematic kinesiologist because there are other branches of kinesiology out there. So systematic kinesiology is pretty much exactly a bit more developed than applied kinesiology. Applied kinesiology is the original form of kinesiology, which is um, which came from a man called George Goodhart, who was a chiropractor. Uh, and so applied kinesiology, you can only practice if you're a doctor. Uh, but the man who um, brought it over to the UK, there was no uh, regulations over here. So you don't have to be a doctor to practice kinesiology. However, from that, so that's systematic kinesiology was the first kinesiology here. From that, other people have changed bits and pieces and developed their own kinesiologies, which, you know, some of it's all right, but some of it's a bit dodgy, I would say. Um, uh, so I do the authentic original kinesiology. For real? Okay. Wow. So that that was a lot of information and uh, people are like, oh my goodness, what are they talking about? Well, um, I think probably then um, let's just go back a bit to actually your story, because that will, I think, lead well into actually why you went in this direction of going to investigate what kinesiology was and then becoming a practitioner. So tell me about a little bit what happened to you in your life, please. So I mean, there's several strands to it, really. So um, so as a child, um, I was always um, quite I always looked I always looked very tired. I I always looked quite withdrawn and I had loads of comments from teachers, people's parents, anyone that I'd meet really would just comment on how tired I looked, um, which was great for my self-esteem. Um, and uh, we got to the bottom of that uh, along, it took a long process. Uh, so 
having that having those sort of um comments being made was it did actually affect my emotional health in a huge way i i kind of laugh at it now but when i actually think about it and put myself back into that boy um it affected me in a huge way and uh then i so i found it hard to kind of be part of uh community with other people and it kind of made me feel uh, i guess anxious depressed uh didn't really know how to uh be part of a uh, group of people although lots of people enjoyed having me around i didn't really feel kind of like i fitted in so another thing that was going on is i was also i used to play ice hockey and i uh was doing really well uh, but i developed a well i was born with a spinal injury and that spinal injury got worse and worse around the age of 13 14 15 and that was kind of a crucial age for uh, getting into the right teams uh, going to different uh, championships and things like that so i couldn't really complete my ice hockey career or, or wherever it would have taken me because of that spinal injury uh, so there was two kind of health issues going, I guess maybe three, if you consider the emotional health issue going on. Uh, so that spinal injury kind of got worse and I was put on to uh, painkillers and that kind of quickly ex accelerated from, you know, tocodamol up to tramadol, um, oxycodone and uh eventually fentanyl and fentanyl is like a hundred times i think 50 or 100 times stronger than heroin uh and there was an element i would say of yeah it did great for my pain but it did also help with the kind of emotional side of things so it was a bit of self-medicating but also good for my physical pain as well however I probably didn't, maybe I was naive at the time. Uh, I didn't realize how addictive fentanyl is. Um, so that was going on. And then also uh, I had my best friend when I was age 15, my best friend, uh, I got to 18 and he died uh, in suspicious circumstances. So that sent me into a bit of depression, really. Uh, if I was with him like every day, nearly every day, and then there was a couple of weeks when I wasn't with him and then he turned up dead, which kind of really affected me in a, in a big way. And then I was scouted to be a fashion model and I was like age 17, 18 at the time. And yeah, you'd think it would do a lot for your self-esteem, but I think it kind of made it even worse. Uh, because you're kind of being judged for what you look like, uh, not kind of uh, who you are. Uh, so that was going on as well. And then uh wanted to get to the bottom of um, what was going on with my physical health issues. So the spinal issue or the pain issue and the um, tiredness issue. So I actually went to see a kinesiologist and after one session, I found it really fascinating and I signed up to do a course. Uh, this was in 2009 and I did a foundation course. I didn't go on to become a kinesiologist because I was um, traveling the world working. Uh, so I wasn't, it wasn't really the right situation for me to be in. So then I remember in that foundation course though, 
the kinesiologist that was training me said to me, there's probably something going on with your thyroid and something going on with your pituitary gland based on the testing that he'd done. Uh, and then a couple of years later, um, one of my another of my friends died and that sent me into a, a even more depressive state. And at that same time, I was going to different doctors um, and went private as well to see um, rheumatologists, endocrinologists, all those different things to see what was going with these tiredness things. And uh, turned out there was something wrong with my thyroid and my pituitary gland. So uh, the, the kinesiologist was right. Wow. Um, so I was diagnosed with uh, hypothyroidism and Addison's disease, which Addison's disease can be life-threatening. Uh, and hypothyroidism, I guess, can be as well, but not as much as Addison's disease. So I was um, told to um, take this medication for the rest of my life. I didn't want to do that. I was kind of skipped out a bit that um, I went I went to live in Japan for work and I was unable to take the fentanyl with me at the time. I was only about 21 at the time. So I decided I would... Um, and what, what was happening as well as I was taking all these painkillers and no matter how many painkillers I took, I was just still in so much pain and the pain had kind of gone down from my back down to my legs. And what I realized in the time when I put down the fentanyl uh, is that that was just withdrawal symptoms. And because um, you hear about like heroin addicts that they kind of, um, it's called like clucking, isn't it? So your head goes forward and then your legs kind of twitching. And that was just so what was happening was actually I was taking these medic this medication and leaving maybe too much gap between it. And then it was causing a physical reaction, which I thought was because of my back, I was having this pain, but it was actually just because of the medication. So I stopped taking the medication, went through 10 days of absolute hell where you feel like your body's being torn apart uh, emotionally and physically. Um, and then suddenly one day it just stops. And then I was off to Japan and uh did some work out there but then jumping ahead again um when i was diagnosed with addison's and um, hypothyroidism um at this time i was uh still working around the world uh, but what happened was um i guess the emotional effects of things is that i decided to stop doing that and i decided i'm gonna work volunteer in soup kitchens homeless shelters bring my feet down to earth and in this time, I was meeting people who were on various different sorts of medication, pain stuff, but also emotional uh, antidepressants and things like that. And it made me just realize how this is kind of just a machine. Uh, the NHS just pumps out different pharmaceutical drugs to cure any, any symptom. It doesn't actually get to the root cause of the problem. So... On my, I started, began on my quest of, I don't want to take medication. I don't want to be funding the pharmaceutical industry um, for the rest of my life, which is what you're told to with these illnesses. So I looked around for different therapies and the one that I kept coming back to was kinesiology. Went back to see a different kinesiologist um, and it probably only took about three months, I would say. Um, I I'd, had I'd already changed the way I was living, but... Uh, went to different, uh, had different tests done through kinesiology, different uh, techniques done on me, nutrition, uh, working with my emotional issues as well, cutting out different uh, foods, 
and all based on like testing, which is what kinesiology is. We use muscle testing to get into the body rather than guessing, which is exactly what this kinesiologist was doing. Uh, and I, so I, when I started doing this, I went to get blood tests and I had like the cortisol test and the thyroid test and my levels were really low. And they said like, it's never going to work. Uh, you're just going to have to take these medications for the rest of your life. Went back to see the kinesiologist and three months later had the same blood test done. Uh, and I was just so positive that I knew something had changed because I'd stopped taking the medication, not under the kinesiologist's advice, but just on my own merit, just oh. decided I'm going to stop, gradually reduce this medication. And went in, so I hadn't been taking the medication, had the blood test done and the blood test came back absolutely fine. So what they told me would never, ever going to work. And if I stopped taking the medication, I would die. Um uh, it was cured with kinesiology. Oh, I don't think you're allowed to say cured, but I went in to, uh, to have a consultation with this endocrinologist and uh, she was like, yeah, the levels are fine. So you must be on a good, good, the right amount of medication then. And I said, I'm not taking the medication. She said, well, what have you done? And I explained and she wasn't, wasn't really that interested um, because I, their kind of talk brainwashed into thinking their ways are the only way. So, yeah, so so through so I carried on with kinesiology and I and because of having that kind of miracle, really, um, I thought I need to get back in because I was still doing the work uh, and working with people on different medication and, and where I was working, I couldn't be I was trying to introduce natural ways of living. But when you're working under a manager who they've got certain ways of doing things, you can't really do that much. So I started looking again for maybe a therapy, an alternative therapy that I could do. And I kept coming across my old kinesiology book and I uh, just decided that I'm going to go for it this time and go the full way. And I have done everything. Well, I've got, I'm probably, I am one of the highest trained kinesiologists in the UK. So I definitely have gone the full way. So that's a, quite a long winded answer and it kind of went back and forwards, but um, there's been a lot to um my life I guess it's gone in different ways but um yeah I'm in the right place where I am now helping lots of people through therapy that changed my life thank you for sharing that because it's I, I I asked you there to be incredibly vulnerable with the audience and and it was it, it will have helped I think so many people to know that you know even though you were given these life-changing life-altering diagnoses no diagnosis, I never get the English right. You actually took on your took on your own sort of person patient responsibility and you decided that actually you wanted to go your own path. And that's something that's very, very brave, very, very scary. But actually, I think when you know in your heart or your gut that actually you want to have a different life and you want to be in control of what you take and how you live that can be hugely empowering and just to say we're not I'm not medically trained we, we don't encourage anyone to come off medication without consultation with their, their doctors or anything however uh, I do know people other than yourself who have taken that brave step of saying actually I don't want to take this and gone on alternative therapies and who are doing quite well so I think uh, yeah it's, it remains to be seen but um so quite obviously that's inspired you to go into a, a career in kinesiology but can you explain what it is to someone who not maybe not be familiar with the term yes yeah, so um kinesiology uh the simplest way of defining it is 
the science of testing muscles to create balance within the body. And so just a simple sentence, and then you can unpack that further than that, because it's not it's not just testing muscles, but testing muscles enables us to communicate and evaluate the muscle responses via the central nervous system. So we can see dysfunction going on via a muscle test. And um, yeah, that's what we do. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. And when you say dysfunction, by that just not... uh, so if something's not operating um as it should be yeah so if it's not functioning properly then uh, it will be picked up in a muscle test so that could be um nutritional deficiencies organ problems that could be uh pain going on uh food sensitivities uh loads of other things hormone problems and yeah loads of other things yeah absolutely so um what um how does it can contribute to the healing process both physically and mentally would you say uh so can i would say the kinesiology is not a healing a healing practice uh so i am not healer i've not healed anyone right mm -hmm. so i just use kinesiology and kinesiology what it does is open up pathways within the body for the body to heal itself the body is a natural healing um what do you call it, machine mm. uh sometimes that healing ability gets blocked and it's it's because of stress and kinesiologists find stress within the body through muscle testing and then we diffuse that stress and we diffuse that stress using what we call the mcpe approach so mcpe m is for mental so your grief your worry your cares your anxieties all of your emotions the C is for chemical, so we're not talking about pharmaceutical drugs, talking about the chemistry of your body. And that might be food sensitivities, allergies, any pathogens within the body. Then we've got the physical side of things. So we'll work on your bones, your ligaments, your muscles, any, anything that's physical. And then we've got the electrical side of things. As I mentioned in the talk the other day, uh, we are electrical beings, and sometimes that electricity in our body our nervous system gets uh out of kilter and then we can put help to find where the stress is in that electrical system and put it back into balance brilliant yes and so the different techniques or approaches used in kinesiology now i was lucky enough to come and actually have a meeting with you and and i have to say I because when you're in a process, you don't fully take on actually the the kind of the and I'm going to say this word, don't please forgive me, the magic of what you do. <laughs> but there was a lot of sort of arms in the air, legs in the air, you know, you doing various things. Tell me a bit about how all that works. Okay, so um, there's loads of different muscle tests, right? But there's specific, more specifically, there's 42 muscle tests in the body. Those 42 muscles relate to. 12 plus 2 so 14 meridians in the body uh, and those meridians are the same almost all of them are the same as different organs within the body so for instance uh if so if you had a problem with your liver um, then there are two muscles associated with the liver and that is the rhomboids and the pectoralis major sternum so what we would do is each all of these muscles within our body, they act independently for a very short amount of times. And, and 
so what they what muscles do is muscle groups tend to work together so what you have to do in order to make that muscle work independently is isolate it from any other muscle so you have to put it in an exact specific position and press really lightly lots of people i see press really hard and they're not getting accurate responses so you would so pectoralis major sternal for example so you would have your hand in the air as if you're doing backstroke then i would push very lightly just above your wrist and it would i would push backwards as if you're almost as if you're doing backstroke and then what that would do is if it was weak it will, or a weak is kind of the wrong word because it's not a strength competition we're not in the gym or anything and i'm very pressing very very lightly but what happens is if there's an imbalance it'll unlock so what you will feel sometimes is if, well, if there's no imbalance there, it will just be really easy to hold in position. If it's not, I can literally put it down with my little finger. Mm. Uh, and then I'll be able to tell that there's an imbalance in that area. Now, some parts, some people might come in. I will just keep using the liver. So some people might come in saying, I've got a problem with the liver and I will test the muscles associated with the liver and it will be it will seem like it's balanced but that's because there's another area that needs to be addressed first and that will might be contributing to that so yeah so there's 42 muscles in the body that we normally that we go to and some are in the legs some are in the arms some are in the neck and they also you've got two muscles that link to the small intestine you've got three muscles linked to the large intestine and that's how we how we work with the body how we get into the body through different muscle tests. There is also a way that we look at, um, like a, it's like a universal test almost, where it's just a, what we call a strong indicator muscle. So we find a muscle that is strong and it does what we call turning off. So any mu all muscles have to test strong, but you have to be able to turn it off. And a way that we can turn this off is by putting a magnet onto the muscle and this will weaken the muscle. If it doesn't, it suggests it's actually weak. So then what we do is what we can do with that strong indicator muscle is we can touch different areas of the body associated with uh, things such as neurotransmitters, hormones, uh, nutrition, and we will find weakness in that way. So is possibilities are quite endless really mm. and one thing you do while you're doing this muscle testing is you actually use little vials of different things don't you um there were some um backs flower remedies and can you tell me that tell me a little bit how those kind of come into this testing process yeah so uh you may have been to a health food shop and either known what you were looking for or asked for some of the help and they would have said oh this one's really good for whatever you've come in for or you maybe have looked on the internet and thought and typed in your your issue and seen that other people have tried milk thistle for example and you try milk thistle and you don't really get any benefit uh, or uh, you get it from a different brand and so therefore you're not getting the same benefits what we do is I've got hundreds of different uh, vials or pots of nutrition which if I find a muscle that unlocks I then put uh, one of these little vials of nutrition around the neck area 
which is associated with the digestive system because we swallow it goes down down on not down our neck but it goes um through the tubes within our neck it also stimulates the nerves associated with smelling and taste which is to do with digestion well it's the first bit of digestion really is before we've actually eaten it and then what happens is if that nutrition is relevant to you if it will help the imbalance that we've found it will change the muscle to go strong or lock if it doesn't make the change then that's not the nutrition you need so i have people coming in and they may have had digestive issues and they say they've just come from the health food shop and they or they bring in some of their nutrition that they've got in home and they say my friend told me to take this or I've got this in my cupboard. We can then find the weak muscle, unlocked muscle associated with our digestive system, put the nutrition in that they've brought in. And often it won't actually be what they need. So essentially people are just throwing money down the drain. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's not to say that, that nutrition isn't good. It might be good another time. It might be that... So, some people might say they've they've got uh they've been told they've got uh candida uh and so you think oh i'll take caprylic acid mm -hmm. caprylic acid is really good for candida so they've gone out and bought caprylic acid i've tested their muscles associated with associated with their digestion put the caprylic acid on their body and uh it doesn't strengthen what they might need is they might need some probiotics for example and we put that on their body and it makes the muscle go strong or lock. And that's what we, what they need. Uh, so kinesiology is a way of finding a bespoke package of nutrition that's actually going to help. And what, what people may find as well, because I, I get people coming in, uh, there's a little test that we do, which is takes two seconds and there's no, no, uh, we don't have to take blood from you or stool samples we can check you for parasites. Mm. Loads of people have parasites. We all have parasites. It's just we don't want to have an imbalance of parasites. So loads of people I've seen, they say, I, I was diagnosed with parasites and they, they never went away. I had them for years or I had to take this, this, this. And, and people come to me, I check them for parasites. If they've got parasites, we find the nutrition using muscle testing. They take that supplement and the next time I see them, they've gone. So how on earth, I, this is what I don't understand, is how on earth have they got, they've gone for a test with a doctor, they've got parasites, they've taken whatever and they've had them for years and they just won't go away. How come with kinesiology they can go away in like one session? Because what can often happen is, uh, well, for one thing, we're not just giving nutrition in terms of take it, we're also working on their body uh, and we're working with the emotions because parasites, if you think what a parasite is, it's something that's taking your energy taking your food so there's an emotional connection with that if you think a parasite in real life is someone in your life that's taking your energy and zapping your energy so it might be that you need to get rid of that or it might be a past experience from that same emotion but a past experience that you haven't processed properly and if you haven't processed properly you're gonna your um energy system is actually attracting parasites if oh. you haven't allowed your body to process a past emotional experience so 
what can happen is there's for parasites you might need black walnut you might need artemisia you might need um what else grapefruit uh, lots of different things but what people often do is they go oh, i've got parasites i better take this because the internet told me to take this or the woman in the health shop said to take this and what can actually happen is the parasites go i see what you're doing here you're trying to get rid of me and so what they do is then they bury themselves in even more and then they might go to a different place so what you need to do is you need to find the exact specific nutrition that they need that will get rid of them and you can't do that without muscle testing it's just a total gamble and so people that have come to see me they've had parasites they've taken this and they've buried in even further they've multiplied even more <laughs> so so yeah so um that's one way that we use nutrition emotionally because what we may do is uh so let's just think about that there's three muscles associated with your large intestine so we have a pandemic let's say of uh digestive issues so many people are constipated so many people have uh diarrhea which is actually kind of extreme constipation it's just finding ways of getting out in other ways and uh so we've got three muscles associated with that now we work with like the Chinese medicine we're east meets west so it is very scientific it's um, but we also take things from uh, eastern medicine so like Chinese traditional medicine who associate different emotions with different organs of the body so if we're thinking large intestine that's associated with grief but it's also associated with letting go holding on to things and when we find one of the muscles associated with large intestine being weak, we can also retest that muscle and get someone to think of an emotion that they're going through right now. So perhaps they're struggling to let go of a past relationship or perhaps they're running away from um, a boss at work or a deadline or something like that. And if that emotion is associated with the problem with the large intestine that muscle will go from weak to strong that doesn't mean the emotion is really good for it it just we're always looking for change so what we can do is use back flower remedies back flower remedies are really good for emotions is then we can put those on the body as well and rather than guessing because uh, there's there's books uh, there's things on the internet about back flowers and what they're good for and so taking for example aspen is a fear of i can't remember which one is which aspen and mimulus are both about fear so you might think oh i'm worried about the future i need one of these so you go and buy them both however you might not need that one at all it's the same principle as with the nutrition that i was talking about it might be that you need something else and we can find this out through muscle testing muscle testing is literally a just a way of communicating with your central nervous system because you it's almost like you know when you put if you were to put your hand on a hot stove right there's nervous impulses in your hand and they, those nervous impulses would travel up your brain and they'd go they'd go check around the body is this good is this all right is this okay to have your hand there within a split second and then the whatever comes back but goes back to the brain and then back to the hand and then your hand moves away so what we're doing is we're going again we've found the muscle that's unlocked we've put the nutrition on and then we're testing the muscle again and then this is sending a communication a nervous impulse to the brain 
So we're using the electricity of the body and the and then the body is checking to see if it's okay. And then the muscle will be strong or weak. Right. There's also though, it works with your electromagnetic um, aura. So all living beings have an electromagnetic field. And if, uh, so when, when you put uh, one thing in each other's electromagnetic field, like a magnet, you see one it'll repel or attract so when we put nutrition or back flowers on the body uh if that electromagnetic field repels or attracts to us it will reveal itself in the muscle test does that make sense oh absolutely yeah no and no, i'm probably going a bit in depth maybe oh no it's absolutely fantastic and when you were saying about these supplements i remember you saying before i came to see you just you know bring me a list of the things that you're taking and i was like yeah yeah and i have these three drawers of supplements and you know some of them are quite old some of them are quite new and i thought well i'll just take the ones that i'm kind of using at the second but you you kind of realise that, oh, my goodness, as someone who's ill, you're so desperate to find things to support you. And you're probably low income because you might not be working. Actually, going into the world of trying to find things by yourself is not only risky in terms of they might be counteractive to what you've got, but yeah. you'll be probably, unfortunately, wasting money because then yeah, yeah and then and then if you're putting things into your body as well your body needs to if your body doesn't need them your yeah. body needs to process them and get them out of your system so you're actually causing your body to do even more work yeah. uh, so you know people say oh uh you need to call me up and they ask me how much treatment is and I say, whatever it is and you know they might think it's expensive but at the end of the day you're going to save money in the long run awesome. um and then People, some people, they've got emotional issues, they've got dietary issues, and they've got physical issues. And you could go and see four separate practitioners that do those four areas, the MCP areas I talked about, uh, and that'll end up costing you more. And then, so the emotional techniques we actually have as well. I'm not, I don't, like I said the other day, I'm not knocking any other therapy, mm -hmm. uh, but we can remove trauma from your body, like in a technique uh, it doesn't need to be a long drawn out process and uh sometimes the body remembers everything so there's that book the body keeps score about trauma that we with we hold within our body uh if something happened to you when you were 10 and you compartmentalized it and you so it's almost like another version of yourself that happened to because it it's like and this is what how not to get too deep into things but there's a thing called trauma-based mind control right so when people are traumatized they split personalities right and we do this on a small we, we can do this on a smaller scale so we hide things in boxes i like to say so we put things in boxes we put a lid on it and we put, it never happened to us. We don't have to deal with it and we forget about it. But your body remembers, your subconscious remembers, and your subconscious is 30,000 times more powerful than your conscious. So sometimes I, regarding emotions, so we can get a, a take a strong muscle and then we can just say uh, emotions or um, like, like grief, anxiety. We can go through that list. And sometimes you say, oh, the, the muscle goes weak and you say oh have you got problems in this area and people are 
no i don't but that's because they don't kind of realize or and it's held within their subconscious but also they don't realize and then with once we've done the test things come back to them anyway digressing so what we can do is with emotional techniques so we can do this thing called past age recession or past trauma recall where we'll someone is coming in with anxiety or they're coming in with um, whatever's triggering them to have some sort of emotional response. And they think, they've thought for their whole life that, oh, this is because of what happened when I was 18. So something happened when I was 18, and that causes me to recoil, uh, um, act out in some sort of way because of what happened when I was 18. So what they do, they say, I need to get this sorted. So I'm going to go to a counselor and we're going to talk about what happened when I was 18 for session after session after session after session. And they never really get to the bottom. It does help in some sort of way or another, but because it actually didn't start when you were 18, it started when you were 10. And But because you compartmentalized it, it didn't happen to you. It's almost like you've forgotten. So what we can do, and this has happened so many times, is that we can test to see when something first happened. And it's almost like a light switch goes on uh, when we get to that age where that past trauma had happened. And it can be extremely cathartic, powerful experience. And then when we find it, we can deal with it in the necessary way to get it out of the body, which... Um, means sometimes it also has a knock-on effect to all all the other tr things that happened because of that event so what happened when you were 18 was a result of what happened when you were 10 but if we deal with the issue that happened when you were 10 we've dealt with the other issue that happened when you were 18 and all and further on so you don't need to go to session after session after session uh, and some people i've spoken to some people about that and they say but isn't that cheating um, well, I'd rather get rid of it quicker, really. And I'd rather not have to deal, talk about things over and over again. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, so that's just one thing. I don't know how I ended up talking about that. Yeah, but <laughs> That's fantastic. And and it's interesting that anyone would think that actually managing to reduce or relieve yourself of any sort of emotional or physical challenge would be a negative if you achieved it quicker. It's um, yeah. <laughs> mad. Um yeah. And, and oh gosh, yeah, incredible. Um, and obviously your specialism is kinesiology, but does it integrate with other healing modalities well? Or, I mean, how? Yeah, how I mean, I mean, I, when I, I, someone said, so kinesiology sort of actually just borrows things from everywhere else, really. Um, the only thing. Nicely. Yeah, yeah. So we, we borrow it. And then what we do is we add a bit of muscle testing in there as well. So, to um so there was something i saw someone did this thing called categories and they're a chiropractor and categories is um to do with uh, posture structure uh your hips your shoulders and there's three different categories and it's the way your stat is i won't go into it too much but that's a chiropractic technique and they would examine the body by i don't know i'm not a chiropractor but i think by touching, feeling, observing, whereas we'd skip all that. And then we we do a bit of that, but we'd skip it and we'd use muscle testing to find, rather than, because even when you're looking at something and when you're touching something, it's still guesswork, really. I'd rather um, do use the technique 
and use the muscle testing on top of that uh, mm -hmm. to find where it really comes from. So can it integrate with other therapies? Yeah, I mean, it's it'd be, I've, I've trained other people of like reflexologists, acupuncturists, uh, counselors, and yeah, of course it can, it can get to the problem quicker. It can get to the root cause quicker. So it might be that um, someone goes, is, is a counselor and they've got like, almost like the example I was talking about. So someone's coming in and they've got an emotional issue going on. Well, you can muscle test to find out what we actually need to talk about today. Uh, a nutritionist, if they're working in a health food shop, uh, could give advice, but then they could say, how about look? I've got these three magnesiums. I think they will be really helpful for you. But what we can do, if you want to just take a seat or lie down here, we can just check. Um, um, so, so things like that. So, and then so so that's kind of with. So I've explained emotion. So an emotional practitioner could use muscle testing to find out what emotion needs to be talked through, or where it came from. Uh, and then we think about chemically. Uh, or biochemically so a nutritionist could use it to find out what nutrition they need and then and so and we talked about physical so with this thing called categories or so uh people have knee problems ankle problems so a physiotherapist might work on those areas but it might be that the problem is actually coming from another area so you could use muscle testing to find out where the pain is actually originating from and also and like energy healers for example so uh i mean a lot of energy healers work on intuition i think a lot of therapists work on intuition uh but we we have techniques where we work with auras of the body the electromagnetic field where we find holes in the aura uh what we call like leaks aura leaks and we can muscle test to find where that leak is and then spend more time on that area rather than going all around the body where sometimes it might not be needed so yeah, so it can integrate with everything just as well as it's integrated itself into kinesiology. Incredible, incredible, loving it, loving it, loving it. And um, what advice would you give to someone considering kinesiology um, for their health concern? Um, I mean, how well, I'm extremely biased, but I need to just give it a go. I mean, it's um, uh, it's very, um, very holistic. Uh, so... I I do I get people coming in with whatever issues they've got and we end up talking about their childhood and their parents so it can be uh, it, it's more than just I think some people don't really because it's such kind of unknown people don't know what they're getting themselves into in for so you might come in with a, a pain issue and I'm going to tell you to stop eating these sorts of things and you're going to think what's the connection with that or you've got problems with um, you've got problems with your digestion and I'm talking about um your um your uh, issues with your mum and you think well why is that connected well it's all connected all of these things are connected like i talked about already the mcpe thing everything all conditions have a component of the mental the chemical the physical and the uh, electrical energetic mm -hmm. uh so it's very it is truly holistic uh and i think in the long run, as we've talked about, you will end up saving money because it's fast, it's effective, it's reliable. Uh, so I see 
well, kinesiology is it does help with symptoms. It gets rid of your symptoms by getting to the root cause, and it is a preventative healthcare because we can find out different small imbalances in the body before they end up uh, going into compensations and then disease. Uh, but ideally, I don't want to see you for eighteen years. I don't want to see you for a year. I, I, it should be a lot quicker than that. So when I see sometimes that. Uh, I had someone ring me one time about, um, and they told me that they'd gone to see this other person, a different therapy. And they, I said, oh, how long have you been seeing them for? And they said, 18 years. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> and, and I was like, and they, they were like, oh, I re I, he, they're such an amazing practitioner. And like, <laughs> 18 years is a long time. Like, I mean, I, I don't know what, maybe they were just going for general maintenance, but like, I, essentially i want to get you your symptoms sorted find the root cause and almost send you on your way but but if you want to come back for preventative stuff that's that's great as well but it's um it, because it's so kind of full-on involved uh and addresses every aspect of health mm -hmm. you're, you're going to get better results yes. uh, because each modality out there that deals solely with like uh so physiotherapy mainly physical you know they may talk to you about stuff going on in your life they may recommend supplements they may recommend stop stop eating certain things but a, a lot of them don't and they're definitely not going to be uh muscle testing to find out where they should be working so but they have great they have great results you know if if they didn't have great results, physiotherapy wouldn't exist anymore, right? Uh, same with all other therapists. They have great results. And if they're working with one uh, realm of the MCP thing, then imagine working with two. So imagine being an osteopath who also recommends taking calcium, magnesium, glucosamine, and all those things. You know, you're going to have, you're going to be a better osteopath. Imagine being that osteopath that also talks to you about the stress going on in your life where you're going to have even better results. Yeah. And imagine if you were that osteopath who is also doing muscle testing to find out where they need to work, you're going to have even better results. And so that's why kinesiology is even better and quicker and faster uh, because it does that. Bringing them all together and integrating them. Yeah. Um, yes. And, and a little smile came to my face because I, for, for a long time I was looking at, people who are doing alternative therapy they're just stacking up the qualifications in the different areas you know could they not commit to one but of course what they were probably trying to do was cover all the basis of what could be causing someone's challenge um and just coming back to supplements another thing that you've mentioned to me is not all supplements are equal uh, do you want to say a little bit more about that yeah well i mean it can so so sometimes uh for example, someone will come in, the supplement will come up and it's got, or let's just say, so slippery elm comes up often. I've got about four or five different slippery elms and someone will say, oh, I've got some of this slippery elm, some slippery elm at home. And it's like, well, I haven't tested that. It might be fine, but I don't know because I haven't tested it. But just to give you an example, I've got five slippery elms here and I'm going to put them all on your body and only two of those five turn out as uh, testing, let's say, let's say positive, um, which means that there's a likelihood if you go home and take the slippery arm, you're not going to have the effect that we want. And 
therefore that's going to, how's that that's going to look bad on me but it's not me it's not it's not the problem it's not my problem but there's also a technique that we do and and this it, it's very simple but it's absolute gold dust and it's probably worth hundreds of thousands of pounds we sell it for 1295 pounds if you do the foundation course but um what it does is it's something called priority so I've just said about five five slippery elms, but two of them made that muscle go strong. So we've, if we say someone's coming with a digestive issue, so we think small intestine. We test the two muscles of the small intestine. One of them is weak. We then put on five different slippery elms. Two of those five slippery elms make that muscle go strong. I then do what we call priority finger mode, which is the gold dust. And then that makes one of the slippery elms turns that muscle weak because we're always looking for change like a, like a light switch. We're always switching off, on, off, on. You can't turn a light switch on if it's already on. Yeah. So that means out of those two slippery elms that were really good, only one of that one of them that there was priority is the one you need to take and you'll get the best result from that so that's another thing that other people obviously don't do but on, on another level you know so, so different supplements have different sources of their product different supplements have different uh content um quantities so uh somewhat so for example there's a supplement called bow build and it contains a bit of zinc and it might be that you come in and you've got something like ulcerative colitis. Actually, I wouldn't recommend it for that, but you had some sort of um, bowel issue. Bowel build comes up, zinc comes up. So what someone might do is they look on the internet as they're about to buy it and they'll say, oh, bowel build's got zinc in it or whatever. Yeah, bowel build's got zinc in it. And um, they go, oh, I won't even bother buying the zinc then because it's got zinc in it. Well, the bowel has got barely any zinc in it. It's, it's just on there because it has to say it's in there, but it's barely anything in there. So you won't get no. the desired effect if you don't get the one on, the other one on top. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's also a certain brand that never seems to test out because they've been bought by a, uh, I think they've been bought by a weapons company, <laughs> um, by the Carlisle Group. I think they were bought out by. So I would always be wary of uh, those. There's certain brands that I use because um, I just believe in those brands. I know more about them. I know about their ethics and their um, the way they conduct their business. But that's not to say that you can bring in a supplement from wherever you've got it from, and it might be the one you need. Brilliant. Yes. No. And uh, the, the I think possibly in the podcast notes, um, be interesting maybe to put in sort of a few brands you might recommend that people actually, if they're going to go down that path, look at rather than going for others. Obviously, the, the the most logical thing is to come and see you or one of the people that you've trained first before you go down the path of buying something. Um, yeah. But I think it's scary that people are buying things which are often filled with fillers and things so then what they're putting into the body is actually making it a more toxic challenging place um so well i mean it's <laughs> end of podcast this is what one needs to do if you want to get the healing process started um but uh can you do this to yourself that's the next thing is can it be a self-care tool uh so 
So there's a debate about whether you can test yourself, really. Uh, the people I've trained with would say no. Uh, and, you know, there's an element you could. I think it would be a bit inaccurate. Um, however, I don't think I don't think it's impossible, but there's always going to be an element of you're kind of getting in the way. Yes. Um, but that said, I mean, you can definitely do so what we do is we to, to correct an issue there's the nutritional side but that's only a small that's one quarter of it so we correct things in the mcpe way so we'll talk about your emotions we'll use emotional techniques we might use back flowers but we also and we do the nutrition but we also do the physical stuff which is rubbing areas of your body so there the lymphatic system of the body is what we call what's called the river of health it's four times as big as your circulatory system uh, but it's got no pump it doesn't pump it, it needs to pump the lymph around the body but it doesn't have a pump so the way the lymph gets around the body is movement and so what we do and, and lymph is your cleansing system it it's your immune system. It kind of gets rid of any toxins out of the body. So when we're not moving or for whatever other reason, it can become stagnant and clogged up. And so what we do is each muscle is associated with a different area of lymph. Now you could rub all the lymph in your body. That's going to take a long time. So we find the area that needs that work and then we rub that area. So for example, I've talked about the pectoralis major sternal link to your liver. So the lymphatic point with that is on the right side. So that looks like my left side, but I am touching my right side. It's not, So this side, it looks like my right side, but it's kind of just where, just under where, if or where a bra line would be, rib five and six on the right-hand side uh, is the lymphatic areas for the pectoralis major sternum so you can rub that all you want every every day and that will help cleanse the liver and it will help to detoxify the liver there is also i'm just going to stay with the liver so there is neurovascular points so what we do is we stimulate blood flow to an area on the head which also stimulates blood flow to the organ that we're working on and the muscle that we're working on and the liver is so hairline here so two fingers like a plus and a minus as if we're like recharging the body with a battery just here and then what we will do so liver is often associated with anger resentment frustration things like that doesn't always have to be can just be general stress and then what we do is we hold acupressure points on the body so there's different acupressure points linked to the different meridians so then we would hold those points which would stimulate energy flow through that pathway and also to the organ and to that muscle it's associated with and then there's also the meridian line so we would what we call we flush the meridian so we start from the beginning to the end and we go up and down up and down which stimulates energy flow to the muscle and the organ so when we've done all that is how um you, you would then after that you would test that same muscle and it'd be strong which is an amazing indicator of something's happened something's been done here whereas you might go somewhere else and they'll say yeah we've done the work we need to do it's like well where's the proof you know <laughs> how how can you show me that something has been done 
uh, and that is an indicator. I can't remember what the actual question was, though. Well, no, that was brilliant because <laughs> I, I was hoping we'd get onto the lymphatic system. But yes, yeah, so, okay. so so yes, there are parts of what you can give to someone like lymphatic massage that they can do by themselves oh yeah yeah so, so can you do things by yourself so you can do yeah you can do all that so once you learn those different places you can do all those things on yourself the muscle testing might be a bit inaccurate but if you i mean what i do most days is i go through um all the lymphatic points on my body i'll, I'll rub them uh and usually if it's painful that means since so I get clients coming in and then I'm rubbing a certain point, like, oh, it's really painful. It's like, that's all right. Yeah, you haven't come for a massage. Like, there's, it's going to be, it might be a bit painful. And that's just a good sign that we're, we're um, cleansing and um, separating, out, separating out the lymph. And then I, I will hold the neurovascular points on the head and maybe run the meridians. So, so yeah, you can do those parts for yourself, but you need to know them before you can do them. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, robbing the wrong bit. Yeah. Um, how do you see the future of kinesiology evolving in the field of holistic health and wellness? So I think the reason it's not as uh, well known uh, is that in America, because only doctors can do it, which kind of limits it a bit, and America is like, like almost like the centre of the world. Um, and also... I think maybe because it's so effective. <laughs> um, so um, uh, I think I think it's not an easy thing to do. Uh, it's there's a lot to remember, and it's quite full on. Uh, so sometimes I'm I'm like the amount of information I'm storing in my head while I'm I'm turning around. I've done the muscle test and everything, and I'm turning around trying to think of the nutrition while you're telling me about your childhood. And oh. then we've got to remember the point is it can be quite a lot to remember. Uh, so um, it's not easy to do. Uh, but my aim, my ambition is that I, I've taught people kinesiology. I'm teaching more people foundation kinesiology and also full practitioner kinesiology. So the aim would be that there'll be more kinesiologists in Cornwall for one. And then it's not my job to teach the rest of the UK, but other people are out there teaching other people in the UK. And I think because people are becoming a bit more jaded about um, uh, Western allopathic medicine uh, sometimes that or and because it's so difficult to get an appointment sometimes that they're seeking out other ways of healing. I think particularly in some areas of the country, people are more open to certain things. Uh, so, yeah, I, I do see more kinesiologists, more of a well-known thing. Uh, and therefore, if more people know kinesiology and more people are receiving kinesiology, then the world will be a better place. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. No, very well said. Um, I, I had the same feeling about meditation, um, calmer people, uh, more people who recharge themselves, less anger, less emotional charge and things. So. Yeah, that, I think that's a brilliant, brilliant goal and ambition, and I, I wish you all the best with it. <laughs> uh, this this has been a, a fantastic conversation. Um, you have shared so much, and yes, there is detail, but all of it, hopefully, is as, as people will find as sparkly and as exciting as I have. Um, 
please, can you tell my listeners where they can find you? Yeah, so um, my website is www.mindforhealth. So that's M-I-N-D-F-O-R health.co.uk. If you go on Google and just put in kinesiology Cornwall, it'll probably be the first thing that turns up. Uh, and uh, I'm on Instagram, mindforhealth Cornwall. And also, I don't know when you're putting this out, but I'm doing another talk in Sprout Health Foods, which is in Newquay in Cornwall on the 5th of March, 6.30. It's £5 a ticket. You can um, go online on my website and book there, or you can call them up if you live in Cornwall and know where it is. Um, yeah, that's it. Fantastic. Super. Well, thank you so much. It has been a pleasure. Take All care. Right. Okay. Thanks very much. Take care. I say it too much, but it does caps encapsulate my excitement. Wow. And uh, if any of you have done any face yoga, you'll know that's quite good for your face anyway. But that was a brilliant interview as far as I'm concerned in terms of how, how vulnerable Gavin got with us, how honest to about his story, his personal struggles, the loss that he has had in his life and how all of these things came together to actually lead him to a life of service. And uh, wow. Yes. As said, you can find him at the relevant locations. Um, his website is mindforhealth.co.uk and he is on Instagram based in Cornwall, but he has taught many, many people. And I'm sure if you send him an email, he can always recommend someone to you. Thank you for listening today. As always, if you found the interview interesting and you think someone might benefit benefit from it, please do share it. If you'd like to hear more from This Healing Feeling, please do subscribe. And uh, as always, we do remind you um, that uh, we are not medically trained. Thank you for listening. Feel it, believe it, heal it. Take cautious care. This Healing Feeling podcast and content posted by Lucinda Roberts is presented solely for general informational, educational and entertainment purposes. The use of information on this podcast or materials linked from this podcast or website is at the user's own risk. It is not intended as a substitute for the advice of a physician, professional coach, psychotherapist or other qualified professional diagnosis or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice for any medical or mental health condition they may have and should seek the assistance of their healthcare professionals for any such conditions. Thank you for listening.